as the encounters on Faith FM, and we're coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have David Maxwell joining us from Launceston on his series, Are You Listening? Welcome, David. How are you going, Jason? And I hope people are listening today. Yeah, well, we do hope they are listening, that's for sure, and I'm sure there are people listening. If you are listening today, text us in, send us a message, tell us uh, where you're listening from today. We'd love to hear uh, wherever you are in Australia, maybe from some of the remote locations that you might be uh, listening from today. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, our show number today is 0488 Text us in, where are you listening from this morning? David, it's the 15th of June today, mm. uh, and it's our 15th episode, I noticed. Yes, that's interesting, isn't it? Of your new series, uh, Are You Listening? So, yeah. Um, and uh, each time we've been doing these series this year, you've been sharing a proverb. What have you got for us today? Yes, thanks, Jason. So some of the proverbs just are so impactful uh, and, and short. And so today I want to share a very short but impactful proverb that uh, I don't know if I've read before. Well, I've probably read it. I'm sure I've read it as I've read over it, but uh, but I haven't really read the essence of it uh, or, or recognized the essence of it. So today it's Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 17. And I'm reading from the New King James and it says, he who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord and he will pay back what he's given. So God will pay back what he's given. That's what the verse is saying. I think this is really interesting because whenever I've had pity on the poor, you know, you, you just think, well, how much have I got? And, then, and you, you know, you scrape up a few cents and you throw it in their, in their hat or whatever it is they've mm. got there on the floor. And you don't think, you know, how much has God given me? How much? Can I give this person? You don't think of it like that because mm. here it says, if you have pity on the poor, you're lending to the Lord. Now, we're going to explore this. We're going to really open this topic up today. Um, but when we loan something uh, to someone, we think we're giving them from what we own. Mm. But as we dig into it today, we'll see that's actually not the case. Mm. It's not the case because God owns everything and he allows us to have what we have. Um, he's actually loaning it to us to manage and to bless others. Uh, so when someone else is in need and we loan to them, we're just on loaning it. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> we're on loaning it to them from God's resources. You know, yeah. we're, we're going to show you how this actually unpacks in the Bible and a number of other places. But this proverb's telling me that when that, that we're giving back out of what God's given us. And we share it with others and, and God will acknowledge this by making sure we have what we need in his time. I think that's very important. This week I've actually seen this in reality in a moment when you've done some provos. I'm, I'm, I'm going to share a little bit more about that. Mm, awesome. Well, uh, do remember we've got our Faith FM Australia app. You can download that from the App Store, whether you're on a uh, Google or Android device or an, uh, an Apple device. 
Go to your app store, download Faith FM Australia, and you can listen online to our live and past programs. And, of course, the Faith FM website. You can also listen online there and look up our past programs as well. So all of our 14 previous episodes this year and every one of our past episodes of Tassie Encounters is online and you can listen to them. Um, we also have going at the moment in the month of June this uh I guess it's a bit of an offer or a bit of a, a, a special promo that's going on that um, is encouraging people to text in and communicate. And uh, if you text in B-A-S-S, BASS, to our show number 0488-880-891, you can add your name to the list to get some special prizes that Faith FM will be giving away. And there's things like some mugs and some T-shirts and other bits and pieces that uh, you might be able to score. Now, you might be thinking... Oh, I don't need more stuff like that. Well, maybe you can actually give it to somebody else. Maybe you can hand on a Faith FM mug to somebody who uh, can um, you know, be helped by the programs that we run on Faith FM. So uh, text us in, B-A-S-S, 488 uh, David, uh, you've got something to share that you talked about, Ooh. a little experience, and um, I guess uh, if you'd like to uh, do a brief review of where we've come from as well. Yeah, that, that'd be good. Thanks, Jason. So we've, it's very important that we've actually validated the Bible as a trustworthy source today. And so that was the first thing we started with. We've also looked at what God's like, um, what he, uh, what he's created, everything. We also touch on that today. We looked at uh, he, he's provided an eternal solution for us to get reconnected with him. How we join God's eternal kingdom. We've looked at obedience. We've looked at contracts. We've looked at this, this changed heart, the obedience that comes from a changed heart, which is very important. And last week we looked at a special gift, a gift that God has given us called Shabbat. <laughs> and we looked at the meaning of that word, meaning meaning uh, celebration, and how it is an infilling of God of Himself to us, and that's a, a powerful gift. So that's one gift that you can keep in the back of your mind as we're going through today that He gives us. Mm. And how how can we share that? How can we make that um, uh, important for other people? How could they value it? Mm. Maybe keep that in your mind. But today we're going to look at wholesome. Stewards, that's the title of today's one. And we're going to expand on the idea that this proverb um, has, has introduced for us of who owns what in the world and why. But before the break, um, what I would like to do is ask uh, a specific listener question, and this is focused around our topic today. <coughs> Have you ever loaned anything to anyone? And if so, did you ever get it back? Have you ever loaned anything to anyone? And if so, did you ever get it back? And how did that make you feel? Yeah. So you, that's the question for today. I was just going to—I was just going to share really quickly. Sometimes mm. I loan something to somebody and then I forget about it, and then yeah, I have yeah. no idea yeah. when I come to use it or something, and I think, "Who did what I get? What did I do to? with it? I know I loaned it to somebody. Oh. I have no idea." <laughs> oh, I do that with books. Yeah. I should have a library mm. register because mm. <laughs> it's often they bring it back and you go, "Oh, is that the person who yeah. had it?" Right, I remember now. But, but for me, I've loaned things, and, and, and our listeners have probably done the same. I've loaned things to people, lots of things, different people over the time, money or, or actual things. We had a neighbour once that we lived next door, 
And he really got on my nerves because he never bought anything and he would just come and knock on my door and say, can I borrow your shears? Yeah, sure. Can I borrow your rake? Yeah, sure. Can I borrow your mower? Okay. (laughs) And it really got tiresome. There's an ad on TV where the guy's putting the roller door down when his neighbor's trying to ask for something. Mm. And that's how I felt. (laughs) But, uh, but, But often, often, when you loan something, you you can forget about who you loaned it to, as you said about the things. Um, and and there was something that I loaned to. Uh, we, we we loaned out of our savings uh, to a, a good friend, and we we had the promise it would come back quickly, right? And it didn't. And decades went past, and in the end, we just sort of thought. Okay, it's gone. We didn't change our relationship, which was important, but we just thought, well, it's gone. We're never going to see it again. And that's, that was the end of it. And this week, this week, they paid it back. And it was, it was a real lesson to me, you know, because at first I felt cheated. I felt like, well, you know, we needed that money and Mm. we thought we were getting it back. So that's why we took it from our savings and it impacted us for some time. But when I let it go, when I just said, all right, I'm just going to have to forget about that. It changed what I was feeling about that person. You know, it 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 it, it was something I had to do was forgive. Mm. You know? And the proverb said I'd loaned it to God. Mm. You know, and that's the attitude I had to come to. And I had to figure, well, if God wants me to have it back, He will organize it. Mm. You know, I, I've I've just say goodbye to it. And you know, it's come back at exactly the right point. Mm. You know, it's always when this this has happened to me a number of times and when the money comes back or whatever it is comes back, that's the week I need it at the most or the time that I need it at the most. And I can tell you it's so freeing to let go of that past hurt and allow God to handle it. So the listener question again. Have you ever loaned anything to anyone? And if so, did you ever get it back? How did it make you feel? Let us know. Text us in. On zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Now, just before we go to the break, um, we've had a couple of people say hello this morning. Um, we've got Margie from Queensland and David from Western Australia, Ooh, and good to uh, see you both. Lauren from Hobart has texted in as well. So, uh, thanks for listening today. Now, David's actually got a question, and you may not be able to answer it today, but I'm going to share it anyway. Mm. He's curious as to why Daniel was saved in the lion's den, but the early <laughs> Christians were not saved mm. in the Colosseum when the Romans were persecuting them. So, yeah. that's yeah. a tricky question, and uh, maybe we can have a think about that. But, yeah. Right now, this is uh, JJ Heller. This is a song called Neighbour. Talks about how we can sometimes have differences with our neighbours, but we need to be kind and loving to them anyway. So uh, even if we have different opinions and differences. So JJ Heller with Neighbour. Sometimes it's easier to jump to conclusions than walk across the street. It's like I'd rather fill the blanks with illusions then take the time to see you are trying to close the back door of your car you are balancing the groceries and a baby in your arms you are more than just a sign in your front yard you are
can get so lost in the mission of defending what I think. I've been surfing on a sea of opinions, but just behind the screen, you are grateful that the workday's finally done. You are stuck in miles of traffic, looking at your phone. You are trying to feel a little less alone. You are my neighbor. When the chasm between us feels so to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're speaking with David Maxwell on the topic of wholesome stewards. And before the break we asked you a question, have you ever loaned anything to anyone and if so, did you ever get it back? How did that make you feel? We'd love to hear from you today. Text us in on 0488 880891. And uh, before the break, um, David uh, from Western Australia had uh, asked us a question about why Daniel was saved from the lions then, but uh, some of the early Christians were not in the Colosseums mm. in the time mm. of Rome. So would you like to give us a, a very quick answer to that, David? Yes, I've been thinking about this during the break, and I, I won't answer it directly because I believe our program will answer it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's about what's on loan to us. What's on loan to us and what do we own? And, and I'm just going to leave that as a hanging question until mm. we go a little bit further. And I hope that's going to answer it as we go through. But if not, we're going to answer that before we close today. So thank you, David, for your question. It's a very deep question, and I believe we'll touch on that answer. Awesome. Well, Wholesome Stewards is our topic for today. So uh, how would you like to get us started this morning? 
Yeah, thanks a lot, Jason. So today we're going to look at this topic of stewardship or looking after what belongs to someone else. We'll look at who the owner is, what he owns, who the managers or stewards are and what's expected of them and how they actually become wholesome or good at their task. But first we're going to pray and then we're going to look at the passage that we're, we're going to look at today and it ties in so well with this one in Proverbs. So let me pray for our listeners. Sure. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your word, which you've loaned to us as well. And Lord, as we open it today, please speak to us, speak to our listeners, speak through us as we share these words in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So interestingly, the proverb that we read earlier was written by Solomon and his father, David, is the one who actually writes what we're going to read now. So 1 Chronicles 29, 10 to 16. And Jason, I'll get you to read it in the NLT or the New Living Translation. Thanks. Sure. It says, Then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory and the majesty. Everything in, he- on, in the heavens and on earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honour come from you alone, for you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand, and at your discretion people are made great and given strength. O our God, we thank you and praise you for your glorious, praise your glorious name. But who am I? And who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you, and we give you only what you first gave us. We are here for only a moment, visitors and strangers in the land of our ancestors, uh, as our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow, gone so soon without a trace. Mm -hmm. O Lord our God, even this material we have gathered to build a temple to honour your holy name, comes from you it all belongs to you mm, powerful words i hope you really got some of those comments that mm. uh, king david was making we're going to unpack that we're going to look at that in a moment i don't know if when you were younger you got pocket money <coughs> or allowance um yes sometimes yes yep yep we we did Mo- when I- mostly for chores done but yes not okay. not just uh, given to us for for not doing things. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we certainly got pocket money taken away if we didn't do certain things. But we, nevertheless, we, it really didn't compensate for all the work that we did. But we were given something. When I was young, each week we were given the pocket money mm-hmm. or the allowance, and we were taught how to put some away for offerings, some for savings, and some of it we could spend on whatever we liked. Um, now, I, I didn't save any more than what was in my tin. <laughs> I would run up to the shop and buy lollies, and oh, I've got a sweet tooth and nothing's changed. But nevertheless, um, I try and be a little bit better with it these days. But what we were given wasn't really ours, okay? Yes, it was. We could use it in those ways, prescribed ways. But we didn't really earn it so much. You know, our our parents didn't make us slave for it. Mm. In, In the end, it was a gift from them. It was from their resources. They owned it. They gave it to us out of love so that we could learn to manage this tiny little amount and hopefully in the future manage a lot more, right? Mm. 
Mm. So too, as we've read in these verses, uh, King David praises God that he was counted worthy to return. He recognized that God gave it to him anyway, as we read, you know, all out of God's great resources. He says, you own everything, and we'll unpack that in a moment. <clears throat> but King David was saying he was only returning what already belonged to God anyway. Mm. And what kind of a meager offering is that? That's the, that's the words that David is getting across here. And it's quite deep. It, it actually shows. We were talking before the show. It talked about David's true heart, didn't it? Mm. Mm. You know, his love for God. Yeah, he made mistakes. Mm. But he had a heart for God and a real love there. I think this passage really uh, sets it out very clearly, isn't it? I think when when we come to that acknowledgement that everything ultimately belongs to God, then it, it changes our attitude so much towards material things and, and wealth and other things. Mm, mm. And, and when you read throughout David's Psalms and writings, this is the essence that you get across. When he's shown he's wrong, he's immediately repentant, mm. you know, when, when it's really highlighted what he's done, not just to someone else but to God. Mm. Um, that's important. So firstly, in Chronicles here, we have this beautifully expressed idea that God's the one that owns everything. And David is saying that God owns, now, now get a load of the list of things that God owns, greatness, power, glory, victory, majesty, riches, honour, might, authority. Is there anything that he doesn't own? Mm. You know, and some of those things are not really tangible, you know, well, they don't seem to be tangible, but he, he's in charge of them. He has it. He's all the authority in heaven and earth and everything in them. And, and, and that really encompasses the lot, even mm. us. Mm. Um, after saying that God owns it all, King David acknowledges that when we give something to God, we're simply returning a little bit of what he's already given us. I'm going to repeat that. So when we give something to God, we're simply giving back to him a little of what he's already given us. Mm. Kellogg, the man who started the, the, the company Kellogg's, you know, Kellogg's Corn Flakes and all yeah. that. That's what people remember. But this man, he acknowledged this early in his business career. And there was a time, I don't know how long he did it for, but there was a time when he says, look, I read in the Bible God wants a tithe, 10%, um, and that means I get to live on 90%. That doesn't seem right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to live on 10% and I'm going to give back to God 90%. Mm. And God increased his influence and his wealth exponentially. And a man by the name of Latorno did the same. You might remember... Well, you might you might see Latorno on some of those great big, I might not be saying it properly or pronouncing it, on those great big um, um, earthworking um, oh, yeah, okay. machines, machines yeah. right? He did the same. He did that for 12 months and God blessed him mm. incredibly as well. doesn't mean God's going to make you wealthy if you give him 90%, but it showed their heart. It mm. really showed their heart. So Solomon here is saying in the proverb that we loan to the Lord when we help others. In reality, we're just giving back to God what he's already given us, as David said. Mm. And and David also says the same thing in Psalms 24. I want to read that in Psalms 24. Um, first couple of verses, Psalms 24, New King James, it says, The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. For he's founded it upon the seas, established it upon the waters. So he's saying that everybody... Everything, so including us, belongs to God. We all belong to God. 
Yeah. And that's, that, that's, in, that's really fascinating. And it's, it's our life too. And I think this is where you're coming from with your question that, uh, you know, I've, I've faced a situation where yes. the future of my life was uncertain and, mm. uh, coming to the, uh, understanding that God is in control of my life as well. Mm. And, um, yeah, there's a verse here, Isaiah 44, verse six that says, mm. besides me, there is no God, uh, meaning that, um, there is only one God. Mm. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, when we acknowledge that God owns everything and including even our lives, mm. I think that changes mm. the way we, we think about things a lot. Yeah, thanks, Jason. So you're touching on an answer for, for, for David from, um, mm. from Western Australia there. Yes, it's right. You know, and we made sure we began these studies testing and checking that the Bible could be trusted. So it's the God of the Bible that owns everything. And everyone. So let's put it in really, really simple terms in the last couple of minutes before the break. What is it that God owns? Well, as I sit in my office here and I look around, I've got a lot of books. Okay. There's lots of books on the bookshelf. Mm. But what I, I acknowledge is that, well, they're not really my books. God gave me the ability to get these books. So what I try and do is make sure I always have multiple copies of books to share. When people come over, I say, there's a bookshelf, those books up there where there's multiple copies, as long as there's not only one, help yourself. Mm. You know, and people do. They, they take something, one or two books to take home. It's the same with my equipment. You know, when I'm finished with something, but it still has life left in, I don't give away rubbish, um, I, I try and find someone to donate it to who might not be able to afford one. So it might be it might be secondhand for me. It might be um, still have a little bit of life in it, um, and it's useful in some way for someone else. I say, right? Well, how can I actually give that to them? So the verses, um, whatever it might be, doesn't doesn't have to be just that. The verses that I've read said that God owns everything, and He donates it to me. He He loans it to me to use on His behalf. So how do I choose to use it? Mm. And I could go on, you know, he owns my furniture, my car, my laptop, phone, food, money. How do I use it? Do I use it selfishly or selflessly? Mm. And that's, that's important. Mm. Absolutely. God is the owner of all things that we call ours, but mm. uh, he does give us a responsibility, I guess, to manage those things and to use mm. them uh, with purpose. Mm. Mm. Rather than just hoard them. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's, how accurate it is to say that, you know, it's accurate to say that we're managing the things rather than owning them. Regardless of what we do with them, they still belong to God. And we're going to look more at that after the break. Mm. Remember our question today, have you ever loaned anything to anyone? And if so, did you ever get it back? How did that make you feel? Text us in on 488 We had uh, Lauren text in, um, I'm not sure if it's an answer to our question, but uh, she said this, Everything we own is given to us by God. He gave them to us for us to use with the gifts he has blessed us with. We may not know what they are used for yet, but they will work when we work it out. Thanks, David and Jason. So there you go. Sometimes we we uh, are unsure as to how best to use the gift that God's mm. given us, but uh, we can be sure that he's given everything to us for his purpose. So. Mm. This is uh, Nobody featuring Matt Ma and Chris Renzima. Christ has no hands now but yours Reaching down deep in the dirt Covered in the soil 
aching from the work Christ has no hands now but yours Christ has no feet now but yours Marching for those who can't speak Calloused and worn, weary and weak Christ has no feet now but yours And if your heart's breaking, my heart's breaking too Beating, my heart's beating too. And if your heart's bleeding, my heart's bleeding too. Cause there's nobody, there's nobody but you. Christ has no mouth now but yours Speaking for those with no voice And even in the silence it's cutting through the noise Christ has no mouth now but yours Christ has no eyes now but yours Weeping with all those who weep Bloodshot and strain for those who can't see Christ has no eyes now but yours If your heart's breaking, my heart's breaking too program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and uh, this morning we're speaking with David Maxwell on the series Are You Listening? And I'm hoping that you are listening this morning. 
But uh, we've been talking about wholesome stewards. And uh, just as before we get in back into our discussion, we've got a book offer today and it's called The Giving Equation, Working Out Your Relationship with God and Money. It's a really important topic to get a grip of when in our Christian walk and to say, we do encourage you to stay tuned and wait for the code for that. Now, David, um, before the break, we were sort of talking about the fact that God owns everything and um, we're really more managers of the things that God gives us rather than, you know, them belonging to us. They really still belong to God. And, you know, regardless of what we do with them, mm. they're still mm. his. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and I, I don't want people to think that this is all about money. It is about money, part of it, but it's not all about money because God owns everything. So I hope you find that book really, really helpful for that aspect of our lives. Mm. Okay. So we've seen from the Bible that God is the owner of everything, the earth and even us, right? It says in Psalms 24, as we read, the earth and all its fullness. And if I paraphrase the last half, it's everyone who lives on the earth. So you belong to God. I belong to God. All of our listeners belong to God, mm. regardless of what they feel about God. <laughs> That's an interesting point. Mm. God mm. owns them, mm. even if they don't acknowledge God. It's so like, it's it's like uh, regardless of whether people believe in God, doesn't change whether He exists. <laughs> That's exactly correct, mm. right? So, what should this management of His resources look like? Um, th- this is really, really important. So. I just want to use an illustration to start here, Um, and and, uh, I I just want to imagine, I want you to imagine that that you're a manager. Which I have been. Yeah, <laughs> and <yeah>. still am. <laughs> yes. So there's a there's a framework to management if you, if you like to think about it, right? And I'm going to use an illustration in a moment for that, right? Uh, to to help us understand what uh, what God would expect from managers. But as King David explains in Chronicles, the we the we he was referring to here were those who were God's people. And they were preparing the, the, the materials for his temple. Um, they were getting everything ready to build God's temple. And so some people might think, well, this, this we, this, this phrase, this text, you know, the, everything belongs to God. He gives to those who are on the earth. They, they might think it's just talking about God's people. Right, But in Psalms 24, it's much wider than that. It's everyone who lives on the earth. So if everything and everyone belongs to God, he ultimately owns it all. Mm. Um, does he own the the luxury super yacht of James Packer? Uh, he obviously does. <laughs> he does. Now, James Packer might argue with that. Mm. <laughs> but ultimately, if God owns everything, he owns that. Mm. Does he own the mansions of the super wealthy? Mm. Yeah. Same. Does he own the billions of the rich? Now, they'll argue that point, but yes, God owns it all. It means that even if you're not following God, he allows us to have resources to manage and he wants us to use them wisely. Everyone on earth, everyone on earth is a manager of God's resources, whether they acknowledge him or not. That's what we mentioned as we came in. So managers, managers of what? Um that's that's really important. We think about managers of what. What what are some of the things that God 
allows us to manage. Mm. Now, I, I, some people might say, well, you know, I don't have very much. You know, it's barely enough to live on, let alone share with anyone else. I, I can't manage it any better than what I have. Uh, I'm, I'm trying really hard. Um, and, and we can get really, really specific for a moment. There are some things that God has supplied for everyone. Everyone. Now, firstly, time. How many hours did you have last week, Jason? Um, I'm not sure the maths, but I'm guessing it's seven <laughs> times 24. <laughs> 168 hours. There you go. Right? And I had the same amount of time. Um, and every, everyone listening, we all have the same amount of time. And the question is, well, then, how did we use it? How did we use that time? Mm. Did we hoard it for ourselves? Did we waste a lot of it? Or did we share it with others? Okay, so that's three things I want to apply to the rest of these questions. Did we hoard it? Did we waste it? Or did we share it? Mm. Now, there's something called talents. Talents. Now, you've got a talent. You've got a talent for music that I never could. You played a song, I think it was last week or the week before, that you'd had composed and you, you said it was some clever um, technical workings that made you sound really good. And I think that was <laughs> modest. I thought you sounded really good. Anyway, so I don't have that talent, all right? I try really hard. I make a joyful noise to the Lord, but it's not one of my talents, singing really well. I wish it was. But everybody has at least one thing that they're good at, and if it's just being able to talk to people, that's a talent because some people don't have that talent. They're very mm. blunt, mm. <laughs> very blunt, and they can hurt you very, very easily. Some are gifted with many talents, but no one is good at everything. Mm. No one's good at everything. Some people mm. think they are, but they're not really. <laughs> so what did you do with your talent last week? Did you hoard it? Did you waste it? Or did you share it with others? And finally, there's treasure. So these are three things that God has provided for every one of us. Time, talents, treasure. You might not have very much, but God has made sure that everyone has something. Everyone has something. And the question is, what did you do with your treasure last week? Did you hoard it? Did you waste it? Or did you share it? Mm. We so often don't uh, think about the fact that our time is actually one of the resources God has given to us, and uh, we might think, well, I don't have much money. I'm not really very well off. Mm. What can I do? But um, perhaps we have time. Perhaps we have a voice. Mm. <laughs> perhaps mm. we can speak to somebody. Perhaps we can be uh, uh, kind to a neighbour. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, in Matthew 25, Jesus actually shares a parable and he talks about exactly what we've just said, talents. And it, it's, it's used in the sense of money here in the parable, uh, a talent was a, a weight measure, and so it was a, there was a, a manager, and he was going away, he calls his workers, calls three of his workers specifically, and he gives, gives them different amounts, one ten, one five, one one. And it doesn't matter that the amount that he gave, um, everyone was given at least one 
talent to use while the master was away. And when he returned, he didn't chide them on the amount that they gained. You know, the one with 10 gained 10 more, the one with 5 gained 5 more. The only one that was chided was the one who got just one. He was looking at the one that got 10 or the one that got 5 and he was looking at the master and he was going, ah, he's not fair. Mm. Um, He was the one that got chided because he did nothing with what he was given. Dug a nothing hole and put it in the ground, if I remember correctly. Dug a hole, put it in the ground. Mm. Put it in a handkerchief, did nothing with it. But we'll talk more about that after the break. Mm. God gives us all something. Awesome. Uh, today's book offer, The Giving Equation, Working Out Your Relationship with God and Money. This is by Ken Long. It's logical that if I give a certain amount of money, I have less money left to live on. That's simple mathematics, but it's also an equation that makes many people reluctant to give. The giving equation provides a fresh way of thinking about stewardship, explaining two different mindsets towards our personal finances. And they're calling this the G economy and the me economy. Far from causing us to lose out, giving has things to offer us that lead to an abundant life now and for eternity. This book has a unique and logical perspective on giving that helps break down prejudice and promote generosity. It contains case studies from the Bible and examples from real life. So that's our book offer today. Do stay tuned for the code right after the break. But right now, this is Gift of Grace by Jessica King. Why he loved the car 
Jessica King, Gift of Grace. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're finishing our program today with David Maxwell. We've been talking about wholesome stewards. Before the break, we looked at a book offer, our book offer today called The Giving Equation by Ken Long, working out your relationship with God and money. It's a really important topic. And uh, we've got uh, four copies to give away, so do text in your code today to 0488 880891. That's our Tassie Encounters show number 0488 880891. And the code today is LISTEN15. LISTEN15, the number's 15, no spaces. Text that in to 0488 David, before the break, we've been talking about how God gives us resources. Even time is a resource, and he wants Ooh. us to use those resources. And uh, most people do use them in some way or form, but how does God expect us to use those resources? Yeah, that's a good question, a very good question, Jason. Let me illustrate. So imagine for a moment that you've been employed as a general manager. General manager is not the top of the company, but, you know, he's got a, a lot of importance. Imagine you were employed um, as the general manager of Microsoft in Australia. All right, you're not in charge of the company. That's the CEO's job or the chief executive officer. But you've been put put in charge of running the Australian business. Now, imagine the CEO's got to go back to America for six months, the first six months of your employment. And he tells you, when I get back, let's have a meeting so we can catch up on what you've done with the company while I've been away, right? Now, suppose you don't show the employees any leadership while he's away. You use the company funds, you buy an expensive car, you get a big house, you throw lots of parties with their money because it's there, it's all the resources are there at your fingertips now. In essence, you use the company for your own good rather than doing something with the future of the company. How do you think you'd be received by the CEO when he returned? I would think (laughs) he would not be very happy. (laughs) Probably not. You might lose your job. (laughs) You probably, well, you definitely would. You may even go to jail. Um, they're not your funds. They belong to Microsoft, but you were just put in charge of managing it all while the boss is away. This is a, a, a physical example that happens in our world today. People do those things um, of what a steward in the Bible should be like in a good sense, right? Not not doing all those bad things, but doing it opposite to that, managing it well. And And this is what these verses are bringing out that we've looked at already today. We're simply managing what belongs to our master while he's away. And what does that look like? So 
we've been speaking about what managing what we've been entrusted to looks like. And some weeks ago, we spoke about how we have the character that reflects Jesus and being empowered by the Holy Spirit to actually do that. When we're empowered by the Holy Spirit and we're connected to him through our days, our weeks, our months, our years, we actually come, um, we, we become more like him. Okay, and we reflect his character more and more. We, we actually come to reflect the selfless character of Jesus more than the selfish character of man. And while you're listening, I just want you to think back maybe 10 years on your own life and think if you've been on a journey for the last 10 years, are you a different person today than you were 10 years ago? Mm. Have you become less selfish have you become more selfish? And what does that tell you about your relationship with God or what you need to have with God if it's not gone in the right direction? Humble stewards recognize that what we have is a gift from God, like David did, King David. And we use what we've been entrusted with to the benefit of others. So what are some of those things that we've been entrusted with, again, that every one of us has? Remember we talked about Time, what was the second one? Talents mm. and treasure. Now, we always focus on the treasure. We think that um, uh, tithing is all God asks of us. We give back 10% of my money. <clears throat> but I want to apply that same tithing principle where God says, I want 10%. I want to apply it to those three things, time, talent, treasure. We all have 168 hours a week. Now, you're all pretty good with maths, I'm sure. What's 10% of 168? 16.8. Perfect. That one's easy. (laughs) It's a very easy one. Just shift the decimal place. And it's roughly the waking hours in a day, correct? So you sleep Mm. about eight hours. Mm -hmm. Some more, some less. But it's roughly the waking hours in one day. So if we give back to God a tithe, 10% of our time every week, we're giving him back one day a week. And isn't it interesting that last week we talked about Shabbat, (laughs) having a day that is not, this this blows my mind when we uh, remember what we talked about, um, what God fills us with on that day. This is a day of our, inverted commas, time, Mm. which belongs to God anyway, he created it for us. And we're giving it back to God, and he's filling us and giving us more. Mm. On that day, it's it's doubly blessed. Mm. I think that's fascinating. Mm. <clears throat> so an offering then, on top of a tithe, is whatever else you're able and willing to give of your time freely during the week, which he's giving you anyway. You're breathing mm. every day. Talents, same principle can be applied to your talents. A day a week, using your talents... Uh, for God as a tithe, plus some time each week as an offering of your talents for the benefit of others. Treasure. God has also made it really clear about what we should do with that treasure. He's asked us to give back. Remember, giving back, he's already given to us, give back 10% or a tithe of what he's given us so that we can ensure his servants or ministers have a living, just like the Levitical priesthood in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. They didn't have anything they could call their own in the terms of land. God said, you are going to get from the people. And what they give, that's what you'll use to live on. So it's very similar to that in the ministers and servants um, of God today. Tithe is 10% of what we earn. 
which is different for everyone. Mm. So if you earn a million dollars, a tithe is a hundred thousand. If I earn a hundred thousand, a tithe is ten thousand, you know, so it differs. God doesn't expect me to give a hundred thousand dollars if I only earn that much. Mm. You know, and the offering then is a free will offering in line with our willingness to return to him what he's asked us to do, something that he's already given us, and it's to benefit other people. So each of these teaches us selflessness, and it engenders other-centered attitude, an others-centered attitude um, to what we own or what we think we own, really. Remember, Proverbs nineteen seventeen said... He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord. So I come back to my illustration of pocket money. We don't really own anything. I didn't own the pocket money, but, you know, it was given to me to manage. And God entrusts us with the things that will help us to build selfless characters for heaven. So if you'd like to know more, please get in touch. Mm. David, it's just dawned on me that um, this topic is so uh, relevant because... We're coming up to the end of the financial year. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, it's uh, tax time coming up. And, you know, our <laughs> giving can often uh, be done to uh, things like ADRA, the, our Adventist Disaster Relief Agency. Mm. And, um, you know, that's uh, beneficial to help many people in, in uh, situations of need. But it can also uh, be a tax deduction. So if you're well mm. enough or well off enough to be paying tax, consider giving a donation. Now, this was a completely unscripted promo <laughs> for ADRA, but uh, it's, mm. a, it's a really good time of year to think about how much am I giving uh, of yeah. my financial resources. But also, I love the fact that you've shared uh, so much about how we give of other things, our time and our talents. So mm. great mm. program today and lots to think about. What have you got coming up next week for us, David? Next week, Kingdom Character, as we further discover how God wants us to live as his representative. So it's expanding on something we've talked about in the past. Awesome. Also, if you're around anywhere in Georgetown on the 1st of July in the town hall, we have a meeting there at uh, 10, 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, if you would like to know about forgiveness, Forgive to Live starts in Lonnie on 17th of June, 2 o'clock at the 125 Talbot Road. Awesome. So uh, do remember that if you're in Launceston, if you're listening there. And uh, next week, we're going to be talking again with uh, David Leo. David Leo will be hosting the program. I can't remember. Oh, that's right. We're going to do a wrap-up of his series. So mm. do join us next Wednesday. So thanks, David, for today. And uh, remember our code, LISTEN15. This is uh, Ellie Holcomb with Don't Forget His Love. Remember, God is speaking. Are you listening? Thanks, David. Thank you. Praise the Lord, O my soul, O and all my inmost being. Praise the Lord, O my soul, don't forget His love, who forgives all of your sins and to
Praise the 